<laughs> this girl in college was dating this guy. They broke up. He was horrible to her. There was like a group of girls like talking about it. She was talking about it. So I just went to look at his page. And I typed his name in probably eight times. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And didn't, I I kept being like, why is he not pulling up his name? Why is he not posting it in his name? And then the guy texts the girl and says, why is Shelby Fink writing my name? (laughs) Was it tagging him every time? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. guys this is this was a mistake i'm shelby i'm josh i'm martha ellen i'm joseph today we're joined by <laughs> oh shoot <laughs> i just pointed yeah. at, him. I pointed I just at me hey <laughs> your turn it's, it's been a couple weeks that was great though <laughs> yeah, that wasn't your fault ready. that was shelby <laughs> that was my fault okay gosh should do we need to do it again no, no okay. that was good we're, we're rolling <laughs> We're joined by Joseph Wolski. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Joseph. (laughs) We're glad you're here. Thanks. I'm glad to. Yeah. Um, So tell us a little bit about who you are. So let's see. I have a day job where I work. Yeah, I'm very interested. No one knows what you do. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mystery. (laughs) Um, I work at a company that writes and sells software. So we... The software uh, is for like investigators and um, oh. people doing investigations online and fighting bad guys in ways that involve like using social media to track them down and things like that. Wow, very interesting. So we have a few different tools that kind of help in different kind of different parts of the investigative process. Yeah. Um, we sell a lot to like police. Uh, departments and uh and then some like just companies that want to do investigations for their own reasons or whatever so i started off kind of i was the first hire and i was the one you know writing the code at first and companies grown and i've kind of grown into just more managing that team and talking to customers on helping them through problems and figuring out just the millions of things that are involved in running a small business because we are pretty small. We've we stay pretty small. So that's crazy. Yeah. That's my, my day job. Uh-huh. Um, cool. This guy had this consulting business, security consulting business already. And he wanted to get into selling software. And so he hired me right out of college. We already knew each other, hired me right out of college as like, let's just try this out and see what happens. And, um, and then it just kind of slowly grew from there. And now that original side of the business is much smaller and the software side is much bigger. So cool. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I've, it's like crazy working at a small company like that. And, um, it's just every part of the process is, comes across my, you see, all like I just help in, a, in yeah. like so many. There's so many different types of things yeah, that I, yeah. I end up having to do. Right. And today, this whole week, all I've done is uh, read resumes for a oh, new job wow. that we're filling. And it's just like there's not really anybody else to do that. There's no uh, HR department, right? I'm like you are it. it the <laughs> HR department consisted of me and the person that uh, is leaving. <laughs> so yeah. Oh. Um. And so it's like 
we got to somebody's got to read these resumes. Yeah. And, you know, um, and then I do a lot of support. People are always having questions, and I'm kind of the middle between executive um, side and the the software team. So I like mm-hmm. am the middle between the technical knowledge and the front facing to clients right. and being professional and stuff. So that's a whole thing to juggle. And, oh, that's yeah. crazy. I feel like that's two really different sides. Like yeah. Yeah, the super technical part and then being very personable and like having the face that a client feels comfortable it is, with. But and, it's, yeah. it's funny. Those two different sides also translate between them too. Yeah. Like between like the software team talks to me and I come up with a way to communicate that to my boss right. or to clients and there's like a level of translation there that mm. kind of has to happen to kind of keep the keep peace yeah. and the um, efficiency and, going. Yeah. And with such like a like sensitive software, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, that's a whole nother aspect of the security. Right. Like it's high stakes. Yeah. It's real stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to be careful kind of the way that you explain things to different right. groups of people and the, yeah. And how much you say at what point in the process and all yeah. those kind of things. So, um, yeah. But you're not, you don't, we don't have access. And this is something we say every time we demo the tools. Like, like we don't have access to anything special. This is yeah. all this is, is just making your process faster. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, um, there isn't anything out there on you that you don't know is out there. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there, as far as like social media, like mm. if you're aware of, your privacy settings then there's no like secret right way to get i feel like it's basically doing exactly what a human could do on their own it's just a computer's doing it like quicker and doing like 50 at the same time that we could do one yeah it's the best like x stalking possible yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) right (laughs) um so crazy so how long have you been when did you start that right out of college so i've been there Seven and a half years. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. No. Oh, my gosh. Like, I remember when I started or, like, a few years in, like, I would have, I would throw around things like, oh, well, yeah, well, maybe in five years I'll, like, like, five years seeming, like, way into the the future. future. (laughs) And now it's been seven and a half years and I'm still there. And it's great. I'm like, I, you know, I've, I've been, I've, like, reaped the advantages of being at a place for seven and a half years I've, yeah I've, and especially being like the first hire yeah um i like you know feel like a real uh significant part of the of the company and um so that's cool i mean I, it's it, like in a sense it's like the stereotypical like boring option for life you know <laughs> like yeah uh, yeah, yeah um going to a nine to five, eight to five and every day and, um, staying there for seven years. But like, (laughs) um, sound like such an adult. (laughs) I know, but it's like, uh, it's just seemed like, I mean, there's probably been plenty of times where I've, I've stayed maybe with the wrong mindset, but I think overall, um, it is, it is, it has been a good decision. I've been, and I've like, reap the benefits of of that like loyalty and consistency and yeah yeah um and like i don't think it's for everybody and i think it it truly is like life-sucking for some people but i but i feel like 
there are days where it's not fun, but like, it's kind of a decision I've made to be like, this is where I'm going to like pour, um, time and energy. And I'm, I'm choosing to like, Mm -hmm. uh, do the nine to five thing at a place I really believe in. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and like, I've, uh, I don't know. I feel like, You've seen something grow from the ground right. up. Like mm-hmm. you have a lot of pride in it and you like, even if it's not technically your company, like you've walked along probably so many ups and downs with it. And so you know what it can achieve now mm-hmm. and you've seen it grow from something small to something great. Right. And like the contracts that you have and the probably even the ways that you're able to push yourself mentally mm-hmm. is probably exciting because right. it's pushing you in different ways that you didn't know yeah. that you could be pushed. Oh my gosh. And like that phrase is like, it makes sense. But like the, the, tr- the like nitty gritty of that is like being pushed in ways I didn't know I could be pushed. Like yeah. it's so true, but it sucks. It's like that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. sucks. It's yeah. like you're, I, things break and you actually have to stay and figure them out right and and like um being pushed is is like not fun you know it's like it's it's not like you're never in the moment it's like oh i'm being pushed past my limits right now but you know i'm growing it's like it it's it's those moments where it really sucks yeah and it's like like, i'm done this is not what my life's supposed to be about i I hate this things you're not supposed to break like this (laughs) and um and like, but then afterwards you really have like a true, uh, like thing that you've learned and it's like ingrained in you to yeah. make a different type of decision next time or whatever it is. And so it's like, um, feeling that truth of like learning from your mistakes or learning mm-hmm. from, um, being pushed past your limits yeah. and like that really growing you. Yeah. Like I've really felt that in a real way. Um, and it's, but it's like much more of a sucky thing to feel than it is to it's not fun talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like in um, hindsight, you're like, wow, that experience was really beneficial because right. you saw the end result. But mm-hmm. while you're in the middle of it, you're like, this is literally the worst thing I've ever done mm-hmm. in my life. And then and that applies to not just like work decisions and like how we build things or whatever, but like relationally, in um the way i relate to everybody at my company um i've learned so much about like how people work and how to communicate with different types of people and again like how to mediate between Mm. or translate i would literally got called into the office (laughs) uh to my boss's office a few days ago to be like uh to he and someone else were having a conversation and I was asked to come in to translate just to like <laughs> listen so to both sides and help both yeah. sides communicate. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> I have awesome. to do that with when I talk to my mom, <laughs> but I need someone else to translate for me. <laughs> <laughs> we need a third party. <laughs> do you know what your Enneagram number is? I'm a nine. Yeah. Oh, so Why you're talking, yeah. I was like, he's a nine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but you seem like pretty decisive though. Like you seem like you know what you want kind of. Um, I definitely have a one wing. Okay. Mm. Um, that's probably where some of that comes from. Sure, sure. Um, but also, I'm not necessarily always very decisive. <laughs> I, def- I definitely can be uh, n- n- nine 
<laughs> 90. <laughs> um, but the Enneagram he was a huge help in specifically my work relationships. Yeah. Um, like understanding that like not everyone is like just on a journey to become more like me, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Oh, well, I've got life figured out. And right. if you're making me upset, then you're just not as mature as me yet. <laughs> you know, like really learning that like people are wired differently. And like, mm-hmm. there's something about it being, um, in a written down system already that validates it, you mm-hmm. know, cause like you can say, Oh, well, people are different. And, right. um, and, but, but there's, it, it, it doesn't validate the way that person is, uh, to just say, oh, well, people are different. You could say, well, I just wish that he was different in a different way. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but when it's written down in a system, it's like, hey, this is a way that some people are. Um, it like so validated the way that some people are yeah. to me, and like um, helped me see different people as like, um, or you know, just di- different numbers, diff- yeah, people that are yeah. that are wired it, differently. Than me, it as, like helps you understand that. Like that's the way that they are right. like, and they're not going to necessarily change right. and that they just are different or even me. that like they could change, but their, their way of changing is going to be different. Their, than yeah. Yours. And yeah. their, the, their baseline is different and their way of reacting to the certain thing is different mm-hmm. and their yeah. way of, mm-hmm. of coping with certain things is different. So it's like, um, that was like just shattered my world uh, and like helped me so much in, in, uh, learning to relate to people because I think that one wing it was like I've I'm a good adult and I've figured out how to do <laughs> things right yeah and um so and so when he deals with so- something like or she deals with something in this different way she just needs to learn to do it <laughs> the way that I do it right. you know but it's like no we need to there to be different types of people yeah. that yeah. that um do things differently and and, um, you know, this thing, this trait that's annoying to me also is, uh, as a really positive trait in these other types yeah. of situations and, and they need me too. And that's, yeah. that, that's fine. You know? Yeah. So Enneagram, I'm, I, 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 I got real into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's your day job. <laughs> <laughs> what um, is your not day job? <laughs> so I, uh, I write and play music. That's another thing I do. Nice. I um haven't I've, I'm on a small hiatus right now cuz of I got married and had two kids. Um kind of takes over a lot of your life. <laughs> yeah, but really I um like a month ago um we I've been talking to Andrew and Brad about getting the band back together. So oh. You posted um, something. Yes, I did. Okay. That was that was. Uh, I I created an Instagram account. Yeah. And I said, if I create this Instagram account, then it's there'll a real be thing. Yeah. there'll be like I will have put it out there, and then right. there'll be pressure for me to actually, yeah. you know, um, and so yeah, me and Brad and and Andrew Thompson, uh, Brad Brown, had a band. Um, that was like the most recent band that I was in. I wrote and sang the songs and uh, it's just cool. a small three piece. Um, but, and then I've also helped write some stuff for shades Valley, mm-hmm. the, um, or shades, the band shades. Um, 
one I helped on one song and um but I was in a bunch of bands before that and that was all it's always been kind of a thing I've done and loved yeah. and I've actually realized in the last few months that's like kind of a uh something I need to get back into yeah. um it was like a real source of life and creativity mm-hmm. for me for like 10 years mm-hmm. and um and I'm glad I got married. I'm glad yeah. we have kids, but yeah. it's just like, I'm having to, I'm, we just, I just kind of reached a point where, um, we where I wasn't in a huge transition. I was like, we, we got engaged. Mm-hmm. The last show we played was the day I bought the ring. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, and so then we got engaged and we had a short engagement. We got married and we got pregnant immediately. And then we had another kid, pretty soon after like with you know pretty soon after that and so it was like there was just it was we were we had like a lot of transitions all overlapping each other and we just reached the point where um our second kid is older than our first kid was when we got pregnant with the second kid you know does that make sense um and so it was like we're finally getting to a point where like not in a huge transition anymore yeah and it was like um I don't know what 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 sparked it, but I was like that. That was like that's kind of a, a big thing that yeah. I haven't really had time to do. I need to make time for, and um, writing songs specifically, mm. yeah. and then that kind of translates into playing, playing more it. and stuff. Yeah, I feel like when you take a hi- hiatus, kind of like that, where life circumstances get in the way, and you don't really realize that that's something you push to the side, or you do realize it, but you didn't realize how much of an impact it had on your life. When you start getting back into it, it's so much sweeter and it's mm-hmm. so much easier. And the creativity that's been like blocked up mm-hmm. is like so ready to spill out. Yeah. And then it's so much more satisfying. And then you're like so ready to like do things. And then mm-hmm. you have this motivation behind you. Yeah. So that's exciting that you're, you know, you started with an Instagram account. So <laughs> number step one. Okay. <laughs> I uh I hope that all of that happens. I but the creativity coming back yeah, and flowing yeah. back. Um I'm sure it'll be tough in the beginning. Yeah. But it, once... It's definitely been a rough start. I've sat down a few times and, and just yeah. really all I've done is just picked up old songs and just tried to get the muscles moving again. Right. But um but like even just finding time like right now my free time is when my kids go to sleep and right. my office is right next to their bedroom. Yeah. So it's like that's not uh, ideal. Right. So it's it's finding the time to, to do that. Even when I first got married, like, um, I, I could, I, I did, I don't know. I just didn't ever like go pick up my guitar and just play yeah. by myself. Yeah. Um, That's and sing out loud time. in my yeah. in a room in the next room, you know, just kind of, I, I don't know. It seems like it, it would be a, an, a, like, a uh, at the beginning, a very solitary activity. Right. And now you never have alone time. And I had yes. tons of time in college to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in high school and, uh, and then a little bit less, but like when I, but still time to do that when I was living as a bachelor Yeah, and there was still plenty of time where I could like have alone time and space yeah. to just, um, and that's really what I've learned. I, I require for, for writing songs is like an extended period of time that has no set end time to just like freely, like let it come out and not like, um, and maybe I'll have to learn to like just do it in an hour, but 
Um, that's how it's happened so far. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, just very naturally and under no restrictions. And so that just kind of went away with the structure of being married and having a job and coming home yeah. and eating dinner and, yeah. um, you know, spending time together. And then again, like I never settled into a new normal before we had a huge transition again. Right. You know? yeah. And so um, this is kind of that first time I'm realizing like uh, one, like I need, I need to settle into like, I can now have the opportunity to settle into a new normal, right. but also back to like the Enneagram and learning about myself and the way I work. Like I realized that I had gone a long time without like saying what I wanted or saying what I needed and realizing that it's okay to ask for what I want and need. And, um, and like leaning way too far over to the like accommodating side. Mm. And, um, but again, the complicated part about that is like the all the transitions you know like yeah. when you when you get married you expect it to be different right so you don't know what the what the new normal new normal is going to be and you and i expect to not be able to be demanding about what i want yeah. you know i expect for that to be a, a, a sacrifice i'm making in transition so um and the same thing would be true when a new child is brought into the house yeah. but then like like each one of those, none of those settled into a new normal before we had the next transition. And so, um, I realized like, Oh my gosh, either this is my life now and I don't Mm. get to have anything I ever want, you know, (laughs) or like (laughs) I need to start communicating (laughs) about what I want, you know, what your needs are. Right. And so, um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, music and, and, and writing is hopefully going to be like something I try to make more time for and, and maybe alone time will be part of what needs to happen for that. But like, I'm trying to learn to, um, figure out life yeah, yeah. to balance. Yeah. It's so hard. And that yeah. can be said with anybody, like any, any life changes in general, mm-hmm. just like figuring out the new normal is always such a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. And, the more you put it off, the harder it becomes because then more changes are just going right. to continue. I feel like in my life, I was literally talking about that yesterday and today with two different people, just how one thing after another, after another, like life keeps moving and trying to figure out balance and routine and strategies to like live the healthiest, most balanced life that you can. I am so guilty of only doing that when the pressure's on Mm -hmm. and it'd be so much easier to do it in like the calm seasons and go ahead and create good strategies and like be like, I should set up these types of schedules for myself so that I can get work done in appropriate amounts of time. I'm like, (laughs) no, as soon as someone texts me and they're like, where are my pants? Then I'm like, Oh, I got to get your pants done now. Like, (laughs) so I'm just, I'm a procrastinator and I know that an organization is tough Mm -hmm. and I, when forced, I am more organized and I can get a lot done in a short period of time, Mm -hmm. but it's learning how to recognize those moments where you're like, okay, now would be a great time to go ahead and set up some systems or go ahead and like, this is a time where there's kind of a lull in my life and it's hard, especially when it's creativity because creativity Mm. cannot be scheduled right and when you're like i have an hour let's pump a song out it's probably not going to be the best song you've ever written and you're probably not going to be super proud of it because you put time limits on Mm. it but so it's like in that sense recognizing that it's extremely 
fine Mm -hmm. if something doesn't come out it's like Mm -hmm. you're starting that ball rolling and it'll come when it needs to come Mm -hmm. it's two very conflicting ideas i just had (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true i mean just just trying to allow space for that you still have to be intentional to like allow that space um for it to happen yeah yeah when y'all started this podcast and i started listening to it Mm -hmm. it got me thinking like what's Uh a because I don't really think about like what are my I don't have a list of like right, all right. my mistakes, but it got me thinking, um, like what is like a mistake that I've made, and I have a good. It's not professional, but That's it okay. is like from my life, probably a one of the biggest mistakes that okay. I um can identify. So, in college, I was involved with RUF. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Uh, church thing I, I just tell my friends from class I'm going to my church thing <laughs> just don't, you don't have to I don't need to explain to you all the things but it's a church thing um, so I was involved in RUF my friend from RUF w- was telling me about hey this summer we're, we're trying to find a couple more guys we're going to this trip to Germany mm-hmm. and um, we're going to like go help some people start a new RUF there and um i was like cool i'm in we're like let's do it i'm I'll, let's sign up like i never do things like this let's let's do it germany this is my last summer of college um sure and like that friend i like really trusted him and like i really i knew that i like i could figure out whatever it was i could figure it out um knowing i was going with him we found another guy that also knew and so it was like the three of us we all know RUF, we're going to like go and like help whatever it means. We're going to go help, uh, these people start an RUF. Yeah. And so, um, and that was my first mistake of was, (laughs) was the hastiliness of that decision. Um, the lack of asking any questions or, thinking at really much at all about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, uh, but anyway, I was like signed up, got all the wheels turning and balls rolling on it and filling out forms and raising support, which that's a whole thing. Uh, it is uh, yeah. hard. And, um, and then my friend that originally told me about it calls me and he's like, man i i think that i'm not going to be able to go and uh, he ended up going into ministry and and knew and had had that in his plan and knew that he was going to be raising a whole bunch more support that next year and um and there may have been other reasons too i don't you know whatever it was a long time ago but he decided not to go he can do whatever he wants that was that was that is fine i'm i'm glad he had the presence of mind to make the best decision for himself. But that was when I realized, Oh my gosh, the only reason that I wanted to go on this trip or I was good with going on this trip was because of that guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, I realized then with the absence of him, like I have no idea what this trip is. (laughs) I don't want to go. I don't want to go be gone for two months. Like I don't want to do this anymore. And, but it was way too late. And yeah. there was only three of us. So it's oh, not like no. it was, it would have been very obvious. Like if <laughs> he dropped out one day and then I'm like, Oh yeah, me too. I'm not going to go. <laughs> like, um, 
like if, so it, was it three people originally like yeah including that guy who dropped out yeah. so now it's down to two you and down one other two. human um <laughs> they ended up finding another person but that's another okay. part of the story so uh so i realized oh my gosh that this was a mistake for uh, me to just sign up to this without thinking or praying or asking anyone about it i just was like yeah he's going i'm like that sounds Germany. like that cool. sounds yeah. great yeah <laughs> and so um i uh continued to raise support for this thing i didn't really even know what it was <laughs> and um like a whole another thing was like three days before we i had hardly reached the halfway point and we were just like well, what are we going to do this and somebody came through and like not related to me someone through the the organization came through and like matched all the donations and I'm like, okay, now we're going like, we really think this is important. And I was like, all right, cool. We'll just figure it out when we get there. Well, um, we get there and it's just like, just digging deeper and deeper into me, just how much, how uncomfortable I am with it and how much of a mistake it feels like. And, um, and I just, I, did, I wasn't going off of very much information. You know, yeah. I, I, I was, Ever since that guy dropped out, I, I realized how much I was going off of just like, it'll be fine yeah. because he's yeah. there, you know? And um, not going off of much information except that there were a few RUF guys that know RUF and we're going to go help in some way, in some capacity that has to do with knowing about RUF, you know? And, um, it was three guys from, it was going to be three guys from Auburn ended up replacing with another guy. And then, uh, a campus minister from North Carolina, we were going to meet up with a minister with a missionary there. Okay. Anyway. So, um, they end up, since my friend couldn't go, they end up finding another guy that like, uh, went to an RUF somewhere in Indiana or something. And, <laughs> um, that was like, you know, I was really into the the dynamic of like us three guys that already know each other, like yeah. going and doing this cool thing together. And so it was already a little weird that it's like, okay, well there's this other guy that doesn't know us that actually changes the whole dynamic a lot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we get there and um, it's uh, us three guys and we're staying in an apartment with a rickety queen bed and a couch. And so it's two guys on the, Queen bed and one guy on the couch. Okay. And we were like, we'll, we'll like rotate throughout the, it was two a months. two months. Yeah. And so the first night they're like, they gave us a day or two to like get our bus passes and get over jet lag and stuff. So we, we still had not been told really like what we're doing. <laughs> so I'm laying there on this couch in the middle of the night in Germany, just having flown for whatever it is, like 20 hours or something. Like so terrified of like what what am I doing? You know, like what yeah. um is this a good part of town? I don't know. Is this like <laughs> is someone about to come bust in that like door? I have basics. no idea where I am. Yeah. I have no idea like anything about I'm so far from anything familiar and I don't know what I'm gonna and I'm trapped here for the next two months. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't I ask more questions before I came here? <laughs> and, um, or talk to like who. So anyway, we finally, <laughs> um, we finally have a meeting like on day three or something with the 
everybody that's that's all there whatever and the idea is that we're gonna like quote unquote form a vision for a campus ministry like ruf Mm -hmm. in berlin okay cool like i'm like all right maybe this maybe this will be cool it's not like some like super structure you're like gonna be painting this house and doing all (laughs) this stuff and then just leaving like we're like gonna be doing something meaningful and helping helping out in like an organic way like okay this is this could be a cool idea but like and then they're just like go 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 form a vision (laughs) you know and uh so what we did is we went and toured some campuses mm-hmm. and um and then we were just out kind of on our own the the four of us the three of us on the campus semester but what i did all summer is i wandered around campuses <laughs> aimlessly <laughs> and didn't talk to anybody and didn't do anything like i and at the end of the day i get back to the apartment having done nothing my family and friends all paid thousands of dollars to support me to go on a quote-unquote mission trip (laughs) and i i was so like aimless and lost and it was all because i i didn't i just said yes to something that i had no idea what it was and i didn't ask like questions that should have made sense to ask about like what's the plan you know and what are we you know and so, um, because when you're on a college campus mm-hmm. and your only goal is to talk to people, <laughs> you have nothing to talk to them about. Yeah. Right. There's nothing to talk to. Like, just imagine yourself walk yeah. onto the campus. That literally sounds and, like, like my worst nightmare. Go talk to people. Yeah. Like, there's, like, if you're studying there, you can, like, run into people in class right. and you have a context. Right. Yeah. But you, if you have no context there, you have nothing to talk to them about. Mm-hmm. No way to start a conversation. What do you do? You sit on a bench next to them and you say, yeah. Hey, do you, do you go to school here? And you also I don't. barely speak the same language. Right. right. Oh yeah. <laughs> also do you speak English first? Do you speak English? Number one. And oh, man, it was so uncomfortable. And, and then on top of that, and this is not his fault in any way, but like, the original friend, if anybody could go and talk talk to a random person on the campus, like it would have been that guy. Yeah. And we, we actually really, I don't know, maybe I am still just dreaming, but like we probably <laughs> really could have figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> and it probably would have been really great. So that was kind of going through my mind the whole time. It's like, it man, if he was he here, then we would actually yeah. be able to figure this out. But it was, um, he got replaced with a guy that one, we didn't know. And just two, just, you know, didn't have that really unique quality yeah. of, that he had of like, of like being, being like able to just go up and talk to somebody and spark yeah. something mm-hmm. up. Right. Um, which is a really unique thing. And so, man, it was a horrible summer of just being so, un- not only being uncomfortable, but like, um, feeling bad for wasting people's time yep. and money, you know, because, um, even the people there, that we were helping form a vision for quote unquote, which was, I don't know. I guess that was just the phrase that, that kept being used, but like, like I didn't want to waste their, like I was wandering around to come back to, to tell them something or yeah. write yeah. some sort of report and, and help them in some way. And it was like, okay, well I can either 
wander around some more or I can do something. But what, if I did something, what, what would it be? What would right. I do? How do I do this? Like, and is it because I'm just uncomfortable with talking, with starting up a random conversation or would it even be genuine if I did? Right. And you know, right. like I want to be like genuine, but I also don't want to, and I, and I don't want to be, but I don't want to be held back by like things that shouldn't hold me back. Like yeah. just being uncomfortable. Well, it's so hard it's because like, you had like this mission where they were like, right. you're going to help start this thing. Right. And then they didn't give you any guidelines. They didn't tell you what to do. Well, they, they didn't, didn't have a plan either. They're just like, yeah. let's get some RUF kids over here and, and just like, we'll just figure <laughs> it out. Just and maybe that's great for some people. Maybe that is great for some people that are enthusiastic about just like walking out and making friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but like that, it, it was not any of our personality. Mm. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was really hard, and I just I always think back to that. That just uh, I didn't, I didn't like. It was a, too big of a life decision to like not, yeah, uh, think and pray about. You know, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my. Wow, well, he spent two months in mistake. Germany. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. although yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, 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 my, on my one day off a week, I really did enjoy being there. Yeah. Um. I was less uncomfortable than I thought I would be being in a company in a country where English wasn't the first language. Although mm-hmm. they, they had a lot of English speaking, Ever, in it, and you definitely can make English, it. Yeah. Um. A couple months, but like, I thought it was cool, and I really am glad that I went to Germany. Like, I yeah. haven't traveled. Uh, I haven't even. I haven't had more than a week off since. Right. I graduated college. You yeah. know. So it's like. Um, other than when I had children, whatever, but, but, uh, that's kind of occupied right. the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad I did that. Cause yeah. like, I, I'm glad I'm able to have like put that in my list of experiences of like, I lived in a, mm-hmm. in a foreign country for two months Yeah. and like, I now know what that is like, yeah. you know? And so I'm glad I did that in a way. But now but, like, you know, if you ever do anything like that again, to have a little bit better idea right. of what you're doing. Like, if it seems <laughs> if it seems like it's probably a huge life decision, then like think about it. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> ask think. one question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um what? So, yeah, that was that is definitely something I look back on as as like a big as a as a mistake that had a large effect on me. Mm. Do you know if anything came from that trip over oh, there? That's the other thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, a year or two later, mm-hmm. I ran into someone else that was on that trip. It was a, I can't remember the situation, but it was a girl that had come over for like a shorter term to help the same people. Yeah. Um, and she, she told me that they'd moved back to, to, uh, the, the, to America, the, those people that we were like helping, helping. Uh, helping to, so the people who went over there to start this thing left. Right. Right. And, um, they had a functioning ministry there that was doing yeah. other things too. Yeah. We were there to help them start some, a little right. branch of it, yeah. but they had moved back. Um, and I don't, I never really got all the details, but I've never heard of anything materializing of the quote unquote mm-hmm. research we yeah. did. Um, all I know is that they moved back then. I've heard they moved back to Germany at some point. And then I, um, today I was trying to uh remember the guy's name and i was like looking for him 
and I searched the name of the organization and stuff and it doesn't even look like he's still I don't think he's there there anymore. So wow. um, all because you didn't talk to people in the college oh, yeah, no, Seriously, <laughs> if we could have gotten that RUF started. Talk about a mistake. <laughs> you changed uh, lives. <laughs> Not the way that you thought you would. Oh, gosh. Wow. That's crazy. But I mean, like, at the same time, you were in college, and how many times do people do things like that? Right. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to do some good things, or like, I'm just going to go to Germany. Right. Like, you don't think all the way through it. Yeah. And they should have known better expecting three college students. Yeah. That's kind of what I was. Yeah. When, yeah. When, when, Completely. When someone asked me after I got back, uh, hey, I heard you went on a trip with this, with this, um, this organization. I'm thinking about doing one, and I was like, Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. Ask some questions about yeah. what their plan is. Yeah. Do they have a because, plan? Because, like, um, and it didn't seem like it was the organization's fault as much as it was that those specific people that right. had maybe made a request to the organization to, to recruit some people. Yeah. It just seemed like it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't anybody's huge mess up. It was just kind of like an idea that, that, tra- that by the time the idea got to me, it translated into me not knowing what to do. Right. And so um, it wasn't like anybody was being super um, stupid. It was just, yeah. uh, I was just encouraged that guy, like ask some questions about what the plan is so that you know what mm-hmm. you, your expectations need to be. Right. Sure. That was my mistake. It yeah. wasn't even necessarily going. I could have decided that I'd still did want to go, but I should have known what it was. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So a while back, you sent us we were asking for me steaks and you sent yes. us one and we're like well we just need to have him on <laughs> <laughs> we kept going through and we were like how can we say this how do we sit here and read the whole thing <laughs> right right um that was a big old night for you yes that was a big <laughs> night so let's see how did it start okay so um it was right after we had had our second kid mm-hmm. and um, he was five days old and uh, we also have a first kid, which is, he was like, I think, I guess one and a half at the time. So having a baby is like, you know, the first few days are just, you're just trying to get through them, you know, just yeah. like, how does this baby operate and when, how much does it sleep? And, uh, you know, just getting through the nights and getting through the days and, and, um, just getting through it to, to figure out the, what the patterns are going to be and, and, um, making sure that the baby eats what it's supposed to eat and, you know, just survives, just survive, (laughs) you know, but after, after a few days and especially on our second, we were like, Hey, we, you know, we're doing okay. Like we're, we're out of, we're, our heads are like uh, poking above water um, let's, uh, in, in the first few days, everybody's just bringing you meals and you're just, you're just figuring it out. And there's not a, um, a consistent sleep schedule or anything. So anyway, we're, this is like day five or six and we feel like we're, our heads are above water and like he's sleeping in a way that we can predict. And he's, um, we're like, all right. It felt more like just time time off uh, yeah. from from life uh in a in a and we were we were managing the kids in an okay way so 
we got confident and we were like, all right, we're, um, let's like, you know, take advantage of this, of this time we have. So I, I had renovated the bathroom a few months before and I'd left a few things unfinished. I was like, Hey, I kind of want to go, um, go work on this project in the bathroom. I'll watch the one-year-old. I'll just kind of keep him around me and, uh, and you can be out here in the living room. And, and she was like, okay. And she's like, actually, I think I might try and cook, cook some dinner. And so she like starts watching these YouTube videos about how to use this new wrap that she got to wrap the five day old to her body so that she could have both hands free. So it's just like a lot of new things all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. The, the wrap and the baby and the cooking the dinner and the doing the project and the doing the project with the one year old. Yeah. So all of that coming right out of, you know, just get, just getting our heads up the water. So, um, we're like, we, we felt like, man, we, this is so great. We were, we had one kid, we figured it all out. Yeah. We had a second kid. <laughs> we're doing great. Like we've, we've got this down to a, you know, we're, we're figuring this out. I can't believe how good we are at this. Yeah. And so, um, I go back there and I start, uh, it, the project I need to do was to glue this shelf to the wall of the shower and I have to use this glue called a construction adhesive, which is just the kind of glue that you would, the, at the strength that you would expect it need, to need to be to hold a big shelf to just the wall. Yeah. Um, and so it's like very thick and goopy and strong. And all you have to do is like put it on there and just stick it, stick it there and it stays and then it dries. That's so scary. And so, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it works great. And the, and I, I did it in like, like five minutes and Andrew's just sitting there, uh, the one year old just sitting there playing with a little toy in the corner. And, um, and I was like, Oh man, this is so easy again. Like we just got this down. I can do projects. I'll watch the older one. She'll watch the younger one. We're like just living our life. Um, and then I turn around and like this little paper towel that I'd use to wipe off a little excess glue, uh, he has it in his hand and he now has glue on his hand. It's like, okay, I have to deal with this. I can't put the second shelf up yet. I have to clean this off his hands. And so, but it's like, like if it touches your finger, it's like, there's no wiping it off. It doesn't just wipe off. It is yeah. there, like, there's some amount of it that is still on you no matter what, like tree sap type of kind uh, of consistency. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I was like, all right, the shelf was up. It was great. I was like, all right, I'm getting, I'm going to get this off of his, uh, off of his hands. And so I didn't want to get it on his shirt. So I just immediately kind of just ripped his shirt off. And that was like a little too much for him. He <laughs> knew that that was not a normal thing for yeah. me to do. So he started crying a little bit and I picked him up and I was kind of like putting his hands in the bathroom sink and he was being held up by being squished in between me and the bathroom sink. And so yeah. he's kind of like very uncomfortable and I'm whisking him around and <laughs> taking his clothes off and, and putting his hands in water. And so, um, he just starts crying, screaming, uh, mm. just, just because he's just very thrown off. So that just kind of adds to the level of chaos throughout the whole next, whatever it was, it seemed like hours, but it was like probably 20 minutes. <laughs> So just throughout the rest of the story, Anders is screaming. Um, so uh, I, the, I'm squishing him between the the sink and the 
and myself, and that's like not comfortable for him. So I'm like, I bring him into the kitchen and I sit him on the counter. Okay, I can sit comfortably on the counter and I can wash his hands in the sink, uh, on the kitchen sink. And so I'm doing, it's just not working. Nothing is not coming off of his hands. And I'm like, I need to go get some, like a chemical, like a paint thinner from downstairs. Um, ask Rachel, hey, can you watch him while I go get the, the paint thinner downstairs? So she puts the five day old down in the living room and just stands with the one year old, okay, uh, just trying to calm him down. He's still mm-hmm. screaming. Like, I can't tell you. And it's not like, oh, he's crying because he's a little upset about something. He's freaking out like we're cutting his toes off like like just freaking out and um like past the point of like of what what would be rational like it's it's that's another like just kind of frustrating factor is like i get that you're upset but you're freaking out too much yeah and um and so he he's screaming i run downstairs like the screaming also just make adds urgency to everything so i just run downstairs i'm like pulling things off and down get the falling on the floor I find the paint thinner, run upstairs, and Rachel's like, okay, I don't really think that we should put paint thinner on his skin. Um, I think that we should, you know, we should, it's too, it's too harsh of a chemical. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> you realize, so she starts Googling essential oils for getting off. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is going to take too long. He's still screaming. Um, this is too much. I start using the paint thinner myself and it actually works pretty fine. And I tell her that I'm like, I'm just, can I just do it? Can I just put it on the skin? Yes. Okay. So we, we start getting some, some of it off of his hands and I'm like, you know, having to go back to the paper towels and everything. And he's still freaking out. And one of his gestures when he's freaking out is to put his hands, oh, put his face in his hands. And so now he has glue on his face oh, no. and it's, it's like that again, it's like, it just touches your face and, yeah. and it's, it's on your face. <laughs> There's no, just like wiping it off real quick. Which is the whole dilemma in the first place. So, um, putting putting paint thinner all over him and just getting the excess, getting the most of it off of him. And um, the five-day-old's still sleeping in the living room at wow. this point, thankfully. And so then Rachel's like, all right, I'm going to get um, the one-year-old. I'm going to go give him a bath because I want to get the paint thinner off of him because mm-hmm. I don't want that just mm-hmm. like sitting on his skin, drying it out or whatever. So, um, she gets the five day old and brings him in the bathroom and puts one year old in, in the tub and is giving him a bath. And so I go, I had also gotten it on my shirt at, that, at one, at, at some point during getting it off of one year old. And, um, so I was like, She's giving them a bath. I'm going to go see if I can get this off my shirt so her shirt's not ruined. So I'm, like, putting the stuff on my shirt. And not long after, she calls my name, and I come in there, and she's crying. <laughs> and she's saying something. She said something. Again, Andrew's still screaming yeah. during the bath, <laughs> during everything. Andrew's just screaming. Um, and she... She's crying and just, it's obviously stressing her out. And she says something and I didn't know at that moment whether she said, uh, I'm beating myself up like about the chemicals on his skin or if she said, I peed myself, (laughs) (laughs) but I just didn't ask. I was like, I'm obviously you're upset and I I can help you. And then, so I got, uh, the five month old in the little basket and brought him back out to the, um, to the living room. And when I went back to get, 
the one-year-old in the bath i saw the puddle on the ground (laughs) (laughs) rachel had and this is a thing about having just had a baby it's just she can't really control your yeah a lot a lot happens that all ends up being fine but like that soon after just you know it's and i i I texted her about this. She said that I could share. <laughs> um, she actually liked the idea of like normalizing the idea of yeah of verbalizing it rather than so it. so um so yeah she she there was a puddle on the ground <laughs> and um so I pick up the one year old I'd taken off my like outer shirt at this point to clean it and I just had an undershirt on and I pick up the one year old out of the bath. And normally you would like spend a couple minutes drying him off and um and whatever, but I, it was just he was still just screaming, and uh, so I just picked him up. He still had soap all from too. But just picked him up and just held him and tried to comfort him, and I just became soaking wet at that <laughs> that time. Um, tried to comfort him, brought him back out in the living room, and I put him in front of the TV, just turned the TV on, and that finally is what kind of like settled him down. He's in the living room standing there dripping wet naked no diaper but like um watching tv and not screaming anymore finally yeah right around that time the five-month-old starts crying which that i mean if that's when he's gonna cry that's that was fine timing for me (laughs) but that was when he started crying so i picked him up Oh, I had to take my shirt off because it was soaking wet. So I'm shirtless now. Both layers have been stripped of me. Um, (laughs) I pick up the the five-day-old and uh, one-year-old's watching TV and, like, it's finally, like, a little bit of peace. I go to check on Rachel. She's um, back in the other bathroom on the toilet just crying from just that. Yeah. time yeah. <laughs> and um and so i'm just sitting there standing there like rubbing her back while she sits on the toilet i have no shirt on and i'm holding a baby that has just been crying <laughs> it was just kind of a moment and <laughs> um and she looks up to up at me and she's like why does the five-day-old why is he uh soaking wet and i'm like rachel you were soaking wet uh, the one-year-old was soaking wet. I was soaking wet, but he's not soaking wet. He was soaking wet. He had peed through his diaper. Oh. And so, <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just like, I mean, at, at that point, that's not that big. This is fine. We just changed his clothes and changed his diaper and it was fine. But, but it was just like one thing after another. And, um, Anyway, yeah, I mean, from then on, we went back and dried off the one-year-old and put the diaper on him. And um, But then after that, uh, we had kind of reached a level of peace again. And I was like, I need to, I need to go finish that project in the bathroom. <laughs> and, um, and it, like, we really fa- had that same moment again where we were like, we're fine. Everything's good again. We're, we're doing great. You made it. Yeah. And so I went back to finish to do the other shelf in the bathroom. It was just two mm-hmm. shelves. And Rachel wanted to finish the bath that the one-year-old was getting. She didn't really finish. She didn't feel like she scrubbed everything. And, you know, he, that got cut short. So she goes back into the bathroom with the baby basket and the bath. Mm-hmm. And I go back into the other bathroom to hold up this shelf. 
And for some reason this time, it wasn't just put the glue on and it sticks and it just holds itself. Like it was, it was like slowly drooping. And so it's fine. Maybe it'll just take a few more minutes. I'm just sitting there holding it. And every time I let go of it, it droops a little bit more. And I'm like, all right, well, whatever. They're, they're, this is fine. I'll just have, have to hold it. And um, then Rachel needs me in the other bathroom to help with the kids in the bath. And I'm like, I can't. I'm holding, waiting for this glue to dry. <laughs> and um, and I guess I was like, well, I guess the kids are more important than this glue. I need to. So I'll I'll just ditch. ditch. So I'm like, I'm going to sprint downstairs because it droops kind of slowly like I, I have a minute before i have to like put my hand back on it yeah i'm gonna sprint downstairs and get some tape and sprint back up and catch it again and then just <laughs> tape it to the wall and i'll remove the tape later i didn't make it it fell to the ground and shattered oh, and it was a glass um, well like ceramic but oh. um so it didn't shatter i guess it would have broken into three yeah. or four pieces and it was ruined so it's like whatever and like i something about the way i operate i just like when i don't successfully finish a project correctly i just like really just like uh. it bums me out in a way that's like I, I just needed that to be i would felt so good if that was done right you yeah. know and so just the fact that it wasn't that oh we're only gonna have one shelf in our bathroom now it was that like i didn't like succeed and like put a good yeah. period on that yeah. on that uh project but so that bummed me out and um then i went and helped them and Anyway, I mean, we ended up, she ended up cooking dinner and we have a shelf in our bathroom that does great and we don't, we don't need two shelves. We've made it fine with one. Um, but it was just, it was just a crazy series of, and it was like the first night, you know, of like us trying to like be a family of four. Yeah. Live normally. (laughs) Wow. That's crazy. So again, in college. I, uh, I guess it was probably one of the summers in between, uh, years of college. I was at the beach with my family and, um, we, me and my brother, uh, were, went down to this little bridge in the bay and we were jumping off the bridge and it was fun. And he started doing backflips and I started doing backflips and, um, it was like, it was like this it was kind of like the perfect height to do like a really big, long backflip. And I had, I had grown up doing stuff off the diving board and stuff. So it was fun. I was like getting into the doing backflips, but then that got my brother into when we got back to the, the condo, he started doing backflips off of stuff onto land, mm-hmm. which is a thing that he can do. And cool. he is, um, the kind of person that can do backflips off of stuff and learn to do backflips off of stuff. And, um, what a special kind of person. And I am not, but, <laughs> but I was like, I don't know whether he encouraged me to do it or whether I was like, that seems easy. I'm going to try it. So I tried it and I did it into the sand off of like, probably like a four foot thing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is so fun. Like I'm, I'm backflip guy now. And, uh, and then we tried it off something higher and I did it and I was like doing it three wow. or four times and I never really fell that bad. And I, it was into the sand and I was like, man, this is like a really cool thing to have in my like, you know, repertoire of, right. of skills. Um, backflips, I mean, they're pretty cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
it, it, but but like just so you understand what kind of person my brother is like it's not really that surprising that he could do it he's he's he can do a lot of things like that and it's not it wasn't like really cool that he it wasn't really surprising he could do it it was mm. cool but it like i was really surprised with myself that i was <laughs> I, I could do it and um so then uh i i was just did that a few more times we get home and um we have like an even larger uh ledge on, in our backyard that goes into like our gravel it's like this big rock it's, it goes up the it's the start of this big hill and he pulls out his cr- climbing crash pad and puts it down and does a backflip off of that and i'm like uh-uh. oh my gosh like i'm just like kind of following his lead yeah. like well he, he did the it, he did the it. smaller ones and i just did what he did and like so i'm going to just um do it off of this eight foot rock. And so this is a night where like I had a few friends over mm-hmm. and he pulls out the crash pad and he does it. And I'm like, all right, this is like, do I'm doing it. This is who I, this is who I am now. <laughs> and, um, I go up there and it's eight, it's like eight feet. I mean, it's, it's, no. it's high. Like you can't just touch it from the ground. Like it's really high. And I go up there and the crash pads behind me. And I just, but like it, it felt, you have to understand that I knew that I, that I shouldn't be able to do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, but, but that was the same feeling I had when I did it in the sand. So it's like, I I can't do this, but I'm doing it. And so I'm like, well, maybe I can do this too. (laughs) So I jump backwards off of this eight foot rock and do a backflip. And muscle memory or something. I think I'm pretty sure I just closed my eyes <laughs> and l- did not land on the crash pad. And I, I technically my feet hit the ground first, but all of the impact was t- I just landed on my butt. Oh. All of the impact went up my spine, oh. and I just laid on the ground and just I it was it was the most and and the air got knocked out of me too. And so oh. you just I felt like I was dying and. Um, I had no idea like what I had just done to myself or what, but I just laid there and I, I think I actually did a kind of immediately stand up and realized that that did not That's feel good. Bad, and yeah. I laid back down on the wooden deck and, um, and anyway, I mean, I had injured myself very badly and I got up and, um, had to be, you know, how like football players are carried yeah. off the field, like yeah. carried yeah. up by two people up up the stairs i went to the bathroom and i I went to bed just laid in bed and my friends just had to go home and it was just i i i was out there's nothing i could do i was in so much pain laying down was fine yeah but like any weight vertically on my back was was just horrible um like pinching just i don't know if that's what pinching a nerve is but it was like very sharp pain anyway the next day surprisingly it like the pain had gone down by like half and I was like, Oh, maybe it wasn't that big of a deal. Maybe I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to work uh, where I worked at a little retail place. Um, the nomad supply, but no one ever mm-hmm. came in there. So I was just mm-hmm. kind of chilled on the couch and I laid down most of the time. The next day it was kind of a lot better. And I was like, maybe this wasn't that big of a deal, but like it still was bad. It was still like significant pain, especially to sit for long periods of time. stuff. but, um, but since the pain like kind of went down so drastically, it was so bad at first and it mm-hmm, kind of was mm-hmm. significantly better so fast. 
I didn't ever go to the doctor or anything. Yeah. And two months later when the pain still was there and it wasn't, it still hadn't gone away and it kind of leveled out. I went and got an x-ray and realized that I had had a compression fracture in oh, my, in one of my vertebrae. No. Oh, um, <laughs> like, I guess all that means is it just got like smushed, yeah. you know, yeah. like it's now a different shape than it, it was. It wasn't like a crack went through it. It was just right. like compressed. And, um, and so, but he was like, I mean, it's healed now. It's like healed into its new shape. There's nothing we can do anymore. Just physical therapy and, and like be, but like when that kind of thing happens, you like favor certain muscles and it, and it makes right. other muscle, it gets you all out of whack. Right. And so, um, but then I was in college, I was just sitting in classes all day and, um, and then got a desk job and anyway, I mean, I've, I've recovered so from, the, from the most part. Up. Yeah. And it's not really <laughs> that bad anymore. I've, I've I've gone to the the best thing that I've done is gone to a chiropractor and that's uh I still go and it's in, and it's not really even because of that back injury specifically yeah. but it's it, I'm having the the issues I have now are probably more just because I have a desk job and because of yeah. my yeah. my daily habits now than than because of any effect that that had but um but yeah that was a that was a mistake it was just like that moment, I just, I remember, I cringe every time I think of that moment of like standing on the edge of that rock and shifting my weight back yeah. and just like point of no return and of like knowing, knowing shouldn't. like I I'm shouldn't do this. this. <laughs> like oh, I am not the person right. that does backflips off of eight foot rocks <laughs> and I need to be okay with yeah. that. Yeah. But like I need, I guess I needed to hit the limit of like, yeah. uh, you know that's too high for you could do a four foot deck off right into, into the, the sand, sand. <laughs> that was that's fine appropriate right but i haven't done that since then it's probably smart right yeah, i'm just not, i'm, I'm fine that. with you're not a backflip right. back guy yeah yeah i'm fine with i'm fine with it <laughs> <laughs> oh <sighs> ouch yep. do you have anything you want to plug your new instagram for yeah i have yeah. a new instagram for my our band uh the band's called favorite son cool um the instagram is favorite son music Okay. Um, it has no posts right now because you know, we haven't we haven't started everything back up yet. <laughs> um, I did post a story from an old show the other day. Nice. So nice. like we have there's something you can see. Uh, but um, yeah, favorites on music is our band. Cool. Cool. Will it be all new stuff or will it be some old? stuff? It'll probably be old it? stuff. I'll probably revive. Uh, Especially the songs that we played previously, and then yeah. who knows, like maybe some other. I mean, a lot of the, even those songs were songs that I had played in my college band, right? Um, but I think that like uh, like having a band, a lot of my writing is inspired by having an audience. Yeah. So it's yeah. like um, I I'm not so inspired just like sitting in my room by myself, but like knowing I have a band and like knowing that like we have the opportunity to play shows would what is like what's inspired what inspires me to actually actually get something right written and so um so that's so kind that's of nice. part of it and yeah. now I'll, I'll hopefully be writing stuff more yeah. stuff soon yeah. nice. cool awesome well 
We really appreciate you being on. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's really good. fun. Yeah, on. it was really fun. You had really good stories. Thanks. You did. Yeah, I just need that. a cu- cup of hot cocoa. <laughs> 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 I know it is a nice chilly, cozy night. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> this is a mistake. I have a confession. So, you know, high school, everyone's like, what's your favorite memory? When you're like, you know, I think as you mature, you don't ask that question as much. And this one girl had talked, said Shooter was her favorite movie. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, this is like a cool guy movie. It's action. Like, this seems like a good movie. And she like said what was a good movie. And so when people would ask me what my favorite (laughs) movie (laughs) I'd just be like, Shooter, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's in business.